ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of almost all ages, with parental consent. The Sick Twisted Minds at Sacrificial Pond Productions brings you a new style of horror film, like nothing you have seen before. There are no cops, no investigations. There is no backstory, no follow-up of the victims who are brutally tortured and murdered. Our story isn't about them. Normal terror is about a single dad struggling to make ends meet. His son is his first priority. He goes to work, pays his bills, and is generally a great dad. The twist comes after he puts his son to bed. This is where he releases his stress. Some people do yoga, some hit the gym, some go for runs, some people paint on a canvas. An anonymous source once wrote on an abandoned asylum wall, I never understood people until I took one apart just to see how it worked. If you are rear-ended in traffic, most people's thought runs to anger and their primal instincts of hurting the other party. Sam Neill does not have the ability to stop that primal instinct. Let us take you into the mind of a killer. Normal Terror is a concept from the mind of Sam Mason, who wrote, directed, produced, and is starring in this new age feature film. Let's get slicing and dicing with Sir Sturdy Horror fans. On this podcast, you will hear me and a guest do some movie reviews, random funny horror chats, and whatever else comes to mind. So tune in, kick back, relax, and always remember... I'll see you in your nightmares. Well, this station's mask. Welcome to another exciting episode of Horror with Search 30, ladies and gentlemen. I have the great Deborah Voorhees on today. Deborah, how are you doing? I'm doing terrific. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm I'm honored. I'm a huge Friday the 13th fan since I was a little kid, so this is like a dream come true for me. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm so glad. Now, I see you on Facebook a lot, interacting with, <coughs> excuse me, interacting with fans and everything. I think that's... I think right there, that's so awesome. Just me as a fan, getting to talk to people in these horror movies and all that, and you're just so friendly and all, you know, real humble. Oh, well, thank you. I really enjoy hanging out with uh, horror fans. They're some of the nicest people you'll ever meet. But that's so true. And it's, it's funny because we all connect over these crazy, violent movies, but we're like the friendliest people in the world. I know. It's so funny. It really is. I mean, people really have the completely the wrong idea of what a horror fan is. And, uh, yeah, you know, you think, oh, they're alone in their basement pulling uh, the wings off of butterflies. And, <laughs> no. <laughs> and I've heard so many kids, t- um, or they're not kids now, they're adults now, but tell about when they were kids and they were drawing these violent images and they'd be sent to the principal's office and get into all kinds of trouble and mm-hmm. All of this, and so it's, uh, you know, it's a shame uh, that uh, sometimes horror fans are so misunderstood. But yeah, my experience has been uh, really positive. Same here. For I mean, for the most part, with the people that I met, and just <laughs> other horror fans in general. It's actually why one reason why I started this podcast. One, I'm a big podcasting fan, and I love horror. So I was like, why not make right. some more horror friends doing this? Connect with more people and. <laughs> see what happens with it 
Right, right, absolutely. And now I see that um, the movie you're getting ready to do the, with the Indiegogo fund, I'm real excited for this movie. What made you What made Thank you, you want to do this? Like, what made you want to get started with this one? Well, you know, I had been looking for several years for something for horror fans. Um, they had been really nice and kind to me. And so I just felt like I really wanted to do something specifically that they would love. Um, you know, a lot of the other films I've been doing have been about Shakespeare and different things like that. And um, I just really wanted something that was specifically for them. And so I've been looking for quite a while and for just the right project. And um, I had um, a project that's still on the burner. It's um, called The List, a horror comedy I was working on. I was looking at some ghost stories and stuff and I was uh, sitting down talking to my producing partner who's Joe Paul Rizek. He's an amazing producer. I'm so blessed to have him. He has 26 films under his belt. All of them have had distribution. That's awesome. Um, and he's really a neat guy. And, um, you know, we're just uh, visiting about uh, these other couple films and other ideas we had and what we were going to be working on. And he asked me, he says, you know, when you go to the horror conventions, he says, what's it like? And I, I said, well, you know, it said it's really, you know, hectic and but lots of fun. Um, you know, there's a lot of fans who just absolutely adore horror and stuff. And he said, well, is there ever a time when there's like a scary moment or anything? I said, you know, I've never experienced that. I've had nothing but good experiences. And then I explained to him about how horror fans are and how they're so wonderful. And I said, but there have been a couple times that have... Um, kind of made me feel a bit on the nervous side, but not at a conventions. Um, <clears throat> one time I was sitting at my desk and I get um, a series of text messages and one of them says, um, you know, it's basically that he was watching me. Oh. And um, I felt, um, you know, that... It, it was clear that he knew me from Friday the 13th and, um, and clear that he was suggesting harm. Now, could it have been just a fan making a joke or, frankly, anybody just making a joke? Who knew? It may not even been a horror fan. It could have just been anybody. As it was, it never happened again, and I was quite relieved because um, it really scared me and unsettled me for the night. And then... Um, Another time on Messenger, which was a little less disturbing because it was on Messenger. It wasn't my private phone number. Mm -hmm. um, I had somebody say, wouldn't it be cool if you died like you did in Friday the 13th in real life? And uh, it was like, mm, no, not at all. That's, you know, and that yeah. was disturbing as well. But, you know, in comparison to the number of fans out there, that's pretty minor. And once again, you know, I don't know if that person's a fan or somebody playing a joke or um, if they're just crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, Joel was just like, he said, this is a movie. And, you know, chill went up my spine and I'm like, oh, man, really? Uh, just, you know, I don't know if I didn't know if I really wanted to open that up. What do I want to do with this? Mm -hmm. And um, but 
after several sleepless nights, I realized if it scared me, I could really scare people with this. And so the feel of the film, um, you know, we're not a part of the franchise. We're moving into hopefully another series uh, where, um, you know, so we have our own mask, our own killer and everything. And I'm thinking of it in terms of like, think of Cape Fear with the horror kills, you know, that edge of your seat thriller kind of thing with um, the horror kills that the fans love so much. And we are going to be using all um, uh, practical effects, no CGI at all. Uh, I love that you said that last part. <laughs> no CGI yeah. and practical effects. <laughs> it just looks so much more realistic. It's, um, you know, a little bit more expensive, but um, it's worth it. I agree with you 100% on that. <laughs> like, I'm, I don't hate CGI. I just... It's okay right. if it's used a little bit, if it's used in the right way, but nothing's better than the practical effects. That's just, it always amazed me. It always has amazed me, always will amaze me. Right. And it just, it looks more realistic, like you were saying. It looks way more realistic, and it just makes you wonder, like, how did they do that? Like, CGI, I don't really wonder how they do that. I know it's, I know it's harder than what I'm going to say. It's just doing something on the computer, but right. the practical effects takes so much more work, so much, just... I did, I just love it. Right. <laughs> as yeah. most most as most horror fans usually do, love the practical effects over CGI. Oh yeah. Well, it just it it just looks uh, to me the CGI, and I'm sure I, I, having had a lot of experience working on the computers, it's uh, sometimes it's inc- actually incredibly d- difficult to do. Um, but no matter how difficult it is to do. Um, there's still a flatness to the image that just because it's not there and in a three-dimensional world when it's filmed, and although the film takes it to two dimensions, there's some shadowing and there's some things about it that uh, just isn't there and gives it more of a feeling of being fake. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Just, I mean, me just from watching, I've never been on a set, so... Mm-hmm. So I don't know that much about it, but just from watching these movies, I'm just like, wow, this. You could tell when it's CGI and practical effects, and you're just like, oh. Sometimes it could be a gr- real good movie, and the CGI can just ruin it. I'm like, oh man, just shaking my head. Come on. This this is true. There's something flat and thin about it. That just doesn't quite look right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Now, how was it? Um. How is it working with Kane, or did you get to work with him yet? I've seen that he's going to be in this movie. With no, you. I haven't. We um, <clears throat> just signed him on. Uh, so, no, we haven't started principal photography at all. Okay. And I see you guys have actually quite a few people from the Friday the 13th franchise, which I was just like, this is this is awesome. Right, right. We're very excited. We've got C.J. Graham and Tom Matthews, both from um, Part 6. And um, we're super excited about having them on board. Uh, this is going to be the first time that they're on film together since um, uh, Jason Lives. And then uh, we have Judy Aronson from Part uh, uh, 4. Mm-hmm. We have Tracy Savage from 3. And um, myself from 5. Ron Sloan is going to be there from 5 as well. And Carol Locatella is going to do a cameo for us 
Awesome. And um, you may know that Ari Lehman, he has an incredible rock band. Um, and he has a song called Victim. It's a really hard-driving rock song. Mm-hmm. And he's um, agreed to let us use the song in the film as well. That's so cool. That's yeah. real cool how all that ties in together. I actually got a chance to meet him a couple of times. He's a really nice guy. Ari? Yeah. Oh, neat. I've heard nothing but great things about him. Yeah, I met him. And I met Kane. Kane's awesome, too. Yeah, I've heard he's wonderful to work with, and he's really good to the fans. So I'm very excited about working with him. Yeah, that's... Now, do you have a lot of um, horror conventions out by you? Um, No, not really in New Mexico. Um, I guess the closest one that I'm aware of, but um, there's probably others, I'm sure. There's probably something in Arizona and stuff, but the closest one that I'm aware of is uh, Texas Frightmare in the Dallas area. Okay, yeah, I've heard of that. <coughs> that mm-hmm. looks like it's a fun big con right there. I've heard of that one a lot. Right, right. Yeah, no, I I went to it one year, and it's a really nice um, con, yeah. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Um, I guess I might as well ask you a little bit about Part 5. How was it, now, how was it working on that set, <laughs> working with that one? I, you know, I had a really nice time. It was a lot of fun, uh, a lot of great people on set, the actors, the crew and everything. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, making a horror film is a lot of fun. Um, it's not um, scary to me being on a film set. It's just it's uh, really fun and kind of silly because you get to silly in a good way. Because you get to be a big kid and dress up and play something else, and then you get to play dead and all of that. And so, yeah, it's just fun. That's cool. Now, was it <coughs> when you went in for that role, did you know that um, it was going to be a copycat Jason, or did they not no, tell you guys no, that? Nobody knew anything about that. That was kept quiet through the whole thing, yeah, till the very end. Um, I learned uh, when we were at the movie theater for the premiere. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's, that's, I like that, though, just so nobody slips up and accidentally says something to somebody and then it gets out there. I, I, I like that a lot, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Now, when you found that out, did that bother you at all? Or did no, you, did not you at not? all. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay, that's cool. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm so excited right now. I don't even know what to say. I'm just, <laughs> like I said, I've been watching these movies since I was a kid, these Friday the 13th movies, and... Part five was like, I did a Friday the 13th countdown. That was like the middle on my list. That was like in the middle on my list. A lot of people are, just because Jason's not in it. Right. That bothers them. But I was like, it didn't, it didn't really bother me too much. It was a fun, it was a fun movie. Right. Well, it, you know, the hint was in the title, A New Beginning. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was going a different direction. And I, you know, I also look at it and Jason was in there. You get a little bit of everything. Uh, Jason was in the dream sequences. Mm-hmm. And then um, you also have, you know, you had, you know, the slasher that all the horror fans love. Um, in there, and honestly, you know, people love the film up until that last moment. So, um, really, that film is much more like the first film. The first film, you know, it wasn't Jason either, it was the mom. Yes. So, um, you have in both situations, you have very disturbed parents who are 
um, traumatized by the death of um, the murder of their kids. So one in the, the death, the accidental death, and one was the murder. And, um, you know, and both were irrational because uh, neither one of them ended up killing anybody that was responsible for it. They killed other people. So it was totally irrational in um, their behavior. You know, you would have thought they would have just gone out, gone after specifically those mm -hmm. that harmed them as opposed to uh, just, you know, anybody. So It's funny you say that because I was recently, I was just watching part five earlier today. And I'm thinking, like, why didn't Roy kill the guy, get his hands on the guy that killed his son? I mean, the movie right. would have been over right. right there. But at some point, I feel like, you know, it would have been cool if he went after him. But, hey. Right, right. I, I think the, the, that's one thing I would have changed in it is, one, I wouldn't have had Victor hauled off and, by the cops. I would have had him um, on the loose. So you might be thinking he was the killer. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think of that, but that's... I like to have a, the mystery of wondering who's who's the killer. Yeah, that's an excellent idea right there, actually. And people might have still thought Jason all the way up until the end, only because he's the killer in every other one except for, you know, the original. Right, right, exactly. Now, with your death scene, would you have changed that in any way? Or... If I were to rewrite it? Yes. Um... Maybe I would have jerked those guarded shears out of his hands and reversed them. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been something. <laughs> yeah, that would have been something. That would have been a little bit different. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, I did. Like I said, I like how they had the copycat killer in there. I had some ideas with friends. I was like, um, it would have been cool, say, if the guy Roy was fascinated with Jason, and mm -hmm. that's what made him kind of be, you know, say he was just hearing about him in the newspaper and all that from his first kills all the way up till this point and you know how final chapter how Tommy knocks Jason off <clears throat> I was right. telling, telling my friends it would have been kind of fun and kind of cool if this one with the copycat killer if just somebody was so obsessed with Jason and say Jason has been killing for X amount of years so he wanted to take that role of killing dressed up as Jason you know and kind of just killed off how he was well how Roy, Roy was killing people but not because his son got killed, just because of an obsession. Right, right. But either way, I enjoyed it. It's, yeah, I, I think um, it's starting to become more and more of a fan favorite. I think, I really do think it is. And I feel like, honestly, I feel you're a big part of that with your group and everything and how friendly you are with everybody. It's making people want to go back and rewatch the movie. And oh, thanks. You're welcome. And that alone just makes people like a movie more because you're like, okay, I'm talking to the person that was in this actual movie and they're really nice. They Aww, respond yeah. to everybody. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. And then you were saying with the, the fanboy movie, you want to make that into a, like a little franchise? A little series? I would. I would. You know, we're going to, of course, see how this one goes. But, um, you know, one of the reasons that we're doing the Indiegogo is um, about wanting to make sure that the fans are, um, you know, a part of it. And, um, you know, judging by the response from the fans, I, I think we may have a product that um, is viable for more than one film because the outreach and uh, the fans have been pretty fantastic about it. That's something I would really love to see happen is a really good, fun slasher film franchise because we haven't had a 
slasher franchise in a really long time, like a, a new one, not remakes and all that, which I will watch remakes all the time. I love it. But just right. a, a new one, like, with the, the 13th fanboy, I hope that becomes that. And I hope um another movie, Terrifier, becomes that, just because that was just amazing. Yes. Yes, I um, I have heard that David is fantastic in that. He's actually in my group, too. Um, so I, I'm going to watch that one as well. So I hear it's really great. Oh, you'll, you're going to enjoy it. Real gory. Not, uh-huh. a, not, a, um, not too much to the story, but mm-hmm. <coughs> David de- David's acting definitely steals the show in this, this movie. I have heard he's fantastic. He's, yeah, he's, it's amazing the way he does, because he's, I don't want to spoil it for you, but he doesn't talk throughout the whole movie, but just, like, his actions, the way his, his movements and everything is just, I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Wow. Okay. I will definitely watch it. And it's on Netflix now, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right was, it, was it put out by Netflix, or did it, was it in the theaters first? I don't Do you know? I'm not sure. I know it wasn't put out by Netflix, but I don't think it was in theaters either. Okay. But um, it is on Netflix now, and then they have, like, Blu-rays and DVDs of it and all mm-hmm. that, too, which I think you can only get online. But it was, it's definitely worth a watch, and I think it's definitely worth buying, honestly, in my opinion. It was excellent. Awesome. <clears throat> so you can get it on DVD, too? Yep. Yep, you can get it on DVD or Blu-ray, too. Great. If I find a link, I'll post a link for you. Okay, perfect. And um, yeah, more about your uh, fanboy movie though. I'm, <laughs> I'm real excited. Like I love fan-made films and all that, and I love when the fans can get involved, like with the Indiegogo and stuff, and they get little things from it. I think that's amazing. I actually did that with uh, Never Hike Alone, so I got the Blu-ray okay. of that, and I actually had Vincent on here. I want to get Andrew on here. He said he would. It's just a matter of time and everything, but right, really nice. Right. Both really nice guys, and I think they did great with that. With that movie. Yeah, they really did. That was a fantastic film. And um, just so you know that this is actually not a fan film. Okay. Um, it is, um, it's not a part of Friday the 13th. It is something separate from that. Okay. It um, will have a theatrical release. Cool. And uh, so, yeah, and it's a full-length feature film. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. I still like how, what, what you guys are doing, I mean, as far as, letting the fans be involved i think that's real awesome well you know especially given the the title and what the film is about uh you gotta have the fans in there they gotta be involved i mean you know it's um and it's to me it's really fun to you know the fans love um the you know these films uh they love the slashers they love the horror films but usually um they're just passive consumers Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing I didn't want. I didn't want them just to be passively consuming the film. I wanted them to be a part of it, be in it. Um, you know, we've got for as little as 13 bucks, you can get your name in the credits, you know. So I wanted to make sure that we had a level that just about anybody could reach for and be a part of the film. Um, we have, um, uh, you know, all different kinds of levels and stuff in there, but Anybody can do that. Um, I'm putting out auditions to horror fans for some of our small um, speaking roles. I'm um, inviting horror fans, you know, because a lot of them are so creative. And they have bands and they have original music. 
And so I'm inviting them to submit up to two songs uh, for uh, the film. And we're also inviting, or I'm going to be, I haven't opened this one up yet, but to artists um, to send in, you know, their um, paintings, you know, image, show me pictures of their images. Mm -hmm. Because we have a couple places in there where we're going to um, have some, like, horror art. And uh, this will be a great opportunity for some of these really fantastically uh, talented horror fans to get their art seen. That's amazing right there. That's really amazing. Like you guys are, <clears throat> you guys are really going all out for the fans, which I love it. And I respect that. Thank you. Thank That's... you. Yeah. Well, you know, they've been really kind to me over the years. And so, um, this is, you know, I owe them. This is for them. And we all appreciate it <laughs> coming from me. We all appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I actually, um, <clears throat> in my group last night, I text or text, I tagged you in a post. Uh-huh. My friend, um, his name is Sam Mason. He's doing, a, he's actually doing a horror movie. They're working on it now, called uh, Normal Terror. Mm-hmm. And I tagged you in it so you can check out the trailer. But um, okay. I'll take I, a look at it. I believe he's gonna try to send you something with an audition too, because oh, and his okay. movie, he's writing, acting, and directing it. Nice. <clears throat> with him and his him and his team, which. Mm-hmm. It's. I think it's amazing. I met him on in a horror group like at the beginning of this year, and just watching him grow. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so cool to be a part of that. Same with your group, like watching your group grow and everything grow with this fanboy thing. I I love it. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I really love it. Now, what got you in the um, <laughs> excuse me? What got you in the horror and what got you in the acting? Well, I went to Los Angeles to uh, be an actor, not necessarily in horror. So I guess I would say that horror found me as opposed to the other way around. Um, I, you know, that's, you know, I was called in on uh, for Friday the 13th and uh, I've been killed two other times as well. But um, I was called in for Friday the 13th and... You know, who knew it was going to uh, the the was going to make horror history the way it does, and um, you know, over time as I got to know horror fans and stuff, um, you know, I really started watching a lot of the films. They say, "Oh, you got to see this, you got to see that," and you know, I didn't want to disappoint them, so I would watch them, and you know, and then it was like, "Wow, this is really good. Wow, that's a really good movie. Wow." You know, and so I really started to enjoy it. So um, I'm very grateful uh, that horror fans introduced me. They're the ones that introduced me to horror. Oh, that's awesome. That's mm-hmm. really cool. So you weren't really in the horror movies as far as like when you were growing up, just watching? or? No. I, I mean, I, of course, I saw a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like um, Poltergeist. I saw um, The Exorcist, which scared the living shit out of me. Oh, my God. <laughs> um you know, um, I saw the part two of The Exorcist. I can't remember what that one was called. And, um, you know, of course, I saw, like, the Frankenstein, Draculas, and mm-hmm. uh, the TV series that's daytime soap called um, Dark Shadows and things like that. But, uh, but you know, for as far as going out and searching for horror movies and really consuming them like that, um, I didn't, I mean, my favorite horror movie is actually um, from the 50s. It's called The Bad Seed. Um, it's an old black and white. Um, and it's just a fabulous film. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. 
But um, it really wasn't until later with horror fans that, um, you know, that I'll specifically now I'll go and seek out a scary movie. Okay. That's a, that's an interesting answer. I love like Conjuring and, you know, the the, um, Insidious series and stuff. The ghost stuff scares the shit out of me. (laughs) They they did those, those two series you just said. They're doing, they did them so well with those movies, in my opinion. I love them. I know, I agree. I definitely want to do um, a, something, a ghost movie, because I just, I love ghost movies, because I don't know, they, for some reason, they scare me more than um, other ones, because prove it's not true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, and, and, uh, you know, during the daytime, I'm like, eh, that's not going to happen, but at night, when you're watching it, and you're going, could it? Could it be out there? <laughs> you know, all of a sudden. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> that's my wife. See, my favorite as far as um horror movies go, I, I love slashers. I love the blood, guts, and gore. Uh-huh. And my wife, she loves the paranormal stuff and all that kind of stuff. But it scares the crap out of her. Every time we watch it, it scares the crap out of her. And she said, she's like, the slashers don't scare me and this, that, and the third. I'm like, nothing really scares me as far as horror movies go. I jump here and there very mm-hmm. rarely, but I just... I just enjoy it. I really right. just enjoy it. Like just whoever creates that movie, just like what's going on in their mind to put that on paper and then put it on film. I think it's, it's amazing. Right. <clears throat> and I, I find that a lot of slasher fans and maybe you can tell me if you agree with this, really get excited with, um, wow, that, you know, like that special effect is so cool. How did they do that? Yes. Yes. I, I love Hey, part five, the shears thing to the eyes. I'm just like, that was just awesome how they did that. Now, how the hell did they actually do this? Right, right. Like, if I get a chance to, I like to watch, um, you know, when you get like a DVD or a Blu-ray, how they'll have like the, not the deleted scenes, but the extras, and they'll kind of show you the background scenes and all that. I love that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, that's a good question then I have for you. Um would you want to be able to see how the special effects were done, or would you feel like that's like um, showing you the trick and taking away the fun of it? Honestly, <clears throat> I have I can answer that question for you. Okay. Um. Well, one, I would love to see it just because I'm like fascinated. I'm fascinated by. It. I don't think it would take anything away from it. I think it would actually bring more to me or give me more. Because when you're seeing it in the movie, you're just like, wow, how did they do that? That's so, that's amazing. Wow. And then when you see how they did actually do it, you're just mm-hmm. like, wow, they're doing all this work for this five-minute scene, let's say. They're putting right. hours into all this. That's just, it's beautiful the way it comes out. And back to my friend Sam with the Normal Terror thing on his um, Facebook page, Normal Terror, or the Sacrificial mm-hmm. Palm Productions one. I forgot which one it was, but they were actually doing like little little bits where they're showing their special effects and how they do it, like making the body castings and all this stuff. And right. he, he asked my opinion on that, and I said, you know what? I said, that right, right there, me as a fan of horror and all, I said, that right there is just amazing how you guys are actually showing people this stuff because you really don't get, you don't get to see that too much. Here and there when you get movies, you'll get to see it very rarely, and right. you definitely don't get to see it on social media. They don't really show too much, but I love when they show that. It's similar to, um, to a different extent, obviously, but like, you know, the the um, special effects makeup that people do and they do the tutorials on that. I love seeing that kind of stuff because it's like you see the end product you're just like, wow, how did you get there? Right, right. 
Yeah, no, it's it's pretty interesting. Um, what about would you think for other horror fans? Do you think they would feel the same? Most people would feel the same way, or they'd feel like, oh, I don't want to know because I don't want to um, know the illusion. Honestly, um, I mean, as far as the ones that I personally know, we're all like nerds when it comes to horror, so we all love that kind of stuff. Like we'll watch the documentaries and everything on that kind of stuff, and just. It's just cool to know. It's like, what's, what's going on behind the scenes? You know, what's going on behind the camera? What's going on behind the scenes? How did they get this? You know, how, how did they chop somebody's head off in this movie? I want to see how that happens. How did they smash somebody's head? I want to see how that happens. Because when right. you're watching the movie, it looks so good, and it looks so real with these practical effects. I'm like, how did they pull this off? And then how did they, they pull it off? Yeah. And then right. when, when, it's one thing, too, like, when they tell you how they did it, it's awesome mm-hmm. to hear it. But then when they tell you, and then you get to see how they did it, that's just right. another level. Right, right. I'm, I'm with you. I think that, um, that I, I'm, I am of the mindset that I want to know, but I would be really curious. Um, in fact, you know what? Maybe I'm going to do a survey in the group and just see who wants to know and who doesn't want to know. I think that's an excellent idea. <clears throat> I, find out. I, you already know where my vote's going. <laughs> Right, right. I Maybe definitely we can want put to put in know. a few different groups and see get different people's opinions on it. Yeah, if you groups. if you make the post, I'll share it in my group and I'll share it in a couple other groups that I'm in. Fantastic. But um, yeah, that's like wow, that's an excellent idea. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be very cool. Now, how how is it like um as far as doing those those kind of scenes and all that? Is that fun for you, or? The, like the kill scenes and stuff? The kill scenes, yeah, but when you have to, like, do the make, you know, well, I don't know what you guys have to do, the makeup and all that. Right, right. Yeah, no, it is a lot of fun. Uh, for me, there were, you know, some complicating factors that made it a little bit uncomfortable because um, because it was dealing with the eyes. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they put a, uh, well, first you go in and uh, they put a mold on your, they put a mold up here to get the outline of my eyes and stuff. And then they made the mask itself that went on me on top of that. And then it took about three hours to get it on properly to make sure that it looked really realistic because, you know, you had to make sure that there wasn't like this line. Yeah. And it was, you know, perfectly smooth and looked really natural. And, um, then, you know, they uh, painted in a couple different layers of things and then put the blood in. Well, even though, you know, I tried to keep my eyes shut and everything, and there was some of the mask helping to protect, it's still um, some of the blood seeped into my eyes. Ooh. And so it did burn and hurt. And plus just, you know, being the first day on a set and um, being nude and blind was a little intimidating. But, um, you know, it's, you know, I had a terrific group and very professional people around me. So it wasn't like I was uh, worried about anybody there. It just was a little, you know, you feel a little vulnerable. (laughs) (laughs) Understandable. I mean, if I was on a set and that's the first thing I had to do was be half blind and naked, I'd be kind of rough, too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you couldn't I couldn't open up my eyes. I couldn't see anything at all. So, and it was, it was quite a while, you know, cause from getting from makeup and getting the blood and stuff and to actually getting it shot and 
you know, you think you could do it like this, but you just can't. I mean, mm -hmm. they tried really hard to be as prepared and ready as possible when they did that shot. But um, we also had to shoot it two ways, one for television and one for um, uh, film. Oh. And so for the theaters. And uh, so that just added to the amount of time. So now how does that work with shooting something, <laughs> shooting a scene for the actual film? like the theater release and then shooting it for TV? Well, in this particular case, it just meant um, you didn't, in, in the film version, you could see part of my breast, and in the TV version, you didn't. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's. I think it, I always find it really hysterical. Oh, we're okay with the garden shears going through her eyes, but don't show a nipple. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of, it's, it's strange. That. That's the it. children might be disturbed if they see the nipple. Yeah, but... <laughs> Not seeing someone get murdered on screen, that's 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 fine. That's fine. Yeah, no <laughs> kids, go ahead. Go watch that. <laughs> oh, man. That's what you call a head scratcher. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> Wait, what the heck? Something is twisted and turned around. Very. <laughs> Very twisted and turned around. That was a cool, that was a really cool scene, though. And then now knowing that they had to, like, lay something over your face to make a mask over your face, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Now right. with with that mask, did you guys get the okay, did you guys get to keep anything from the movie of like a prop or You know, I didn't I and it never even occurred to me to even ask or anything like that. I wish I had now or have asked or something, uh, but uh yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. I was, you know I was pretty you know, I know a lot of people either asked or swiped something sometimes, but, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that kind of thing never crossed my mind. I was a Playboy bunny, and I found out all my bunny sisters, they all took their bunny outfits. Well, I was told I wasn't supposed to, so it never crossed my mind to take my <laughs> outfit. But I never did. Oh, man. Like, yeah, what's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> You know, and the, the sad part is they probably just, you know, well, it would have just ended up being thrown away or put away in a box, you know, where mice or malls mm -hmm. are going to eat at it, you know, once they close, because they closed down the um, the uh, Playboy Club after I left. And so, yeah, oh, I, I wish I had it. See, that, that kind of stuff would have been cool, just a cool prop just to have. Right, right. Absolutely. I'm sure you're going to keep something from the fanboy movie once that's all said and done. you got to keep one of the cool props. I know there's going to be amazing props. Oh, I, I'm sure I'll have plenty of stuff from that. <laughs> I've got my permission. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's good. So did you um did you get to work with any of these, anybody from the um, fanboy movie yet? And Vincent and um, Andrew, and then we're also introducing uh, a young, beautiful, just badass woman. Her name is Haley Greenbauer, and uh, she's very talented, really knows what she's doing, and uh, she's uh, very athletic, and uh, the character she's playing is Kelsey. She's one of our leads, and Kelsey is a badass martial arts um okay. gal so yeah oh this this sounds like it's gonna be a really really fun movie i can <laughs> i can't wait i'm always excited Absolutely. when i get to 
I'm excited, Willie, and she can do um, gymnastics too. So we're definitely going to figure out how to add that those elements into the fight scenes. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. I'm always excited when I'm talking to people that are involved in doing movies, and I get to just. They're just telling me, you know, bits and pieces. They don't want to give away too much, but I'm just like, I cannot wait to see the finished product. Right, right. And this, yeah, this well, is we definitely we have lots and twists and turns. You don't know who the killer is until the very end. Ooh. So it's gonna be a guessing game, even better. Yep, yeah. We've got thriller, we've got mystery, we've got action, adventure, um, we got Sex, rock and roll, we got it all. Hey, that's a horror movie to me. <laughs> yep. Now, do you guys have like a um, a date that you want it to be out or not yet? Our, our goal, we would like to um, have it out late, late next year. Um, so we'll just, you know, we're still, you know, we still have to shoot it and everything. So, and we've got to work around everybody's schedules. So, um, we'll, we definitely have a lot of juggling and things to do. So there's a lot to do before we can specifically say, but that's our goal. Oh, that's awesome. I cannot wait. <laughs> I'm really excited for you guys for this, for this movie. Thank you. Thank you. How long were you, um, how long did you have your group going? That thing is growing fast. Well, it, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I had somebody a long time ago um, start it for me, but, you know, I probably posted once in it. I wasn't really a part of it, and nobody was doing anything with it. Mm-hmm. And so, but really, it's been about a year, I think, that um, I started, uh, I decided to do the group. What was happening is that um, there was no more room on my my personal page to let horror fans in. And so I decided I was going to switch them over. And I thought, well, you know, I've got this group. Why don't I start switching people over? And uh, we're just shy of 7,000 now. Well, congratulations on that. That's a very short period of time. That's awesome. Congratulations. And I did see that. I was like, wow, this group is really growing. Yeah. And everybody's so involved. And again, kudos to you i love how involved you are with that group and just i feel like anytime somebody posts something maybe not right away but you're definitely you know you respond to people fast and all that and just again like i said as a fan that means that means the world to us because it's not just you going in there say once a month making a post and then that's it you're real interactive with everybody like every day in the thing right right i try very hard uh, to uh, make sure that I spend some time in there. And, there, you know, there's certain periods of time, and I'll let everybody know I'm swamped doing this and, and that. And um, so, but uh, for the most part, I try very hard to uh, be in there. And we do, we have an extremely active group. When I look at the um, the stats on, on, you know, the activity, you know, how, how Facebook and groups, they'll show you what your activity and stuff is. Yeah. And the number of active members um, compared to inactive is huge. I mean, we have, yeah, we have an, an amazing turnout of people. So that's, see, that's great right there. Yeah. I, you have to be a big, big, big reason for that, though, because everybody's like, oh, this is Deborah. She was in part five. That's awesome. We get to talk to her. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It, it's been really nice uh, visiting with everybody. And then I didn't get a chance to watch 
every single one of them, but here and there, I'll tune in when you guys do the live videos of a, someone else who's going to be in the movie. I, that I don't know whose idea it was, but that was an excellent idea. Did what was it? When you do the um the Facebook live videos, like when you have oh, yes, the cast yes. in those, I think that was an excellent idea. Thank you, thank you. We're doing a drawing tonight because uh, I told everybody we'd have another drawing of Friday the 13th memorabilia um, after we passed uh, 35000 in the Indiegogo campaign. So awesome. we're at 71%. Our next drawing will be when we pass 50000 That's See, that's great. That's great right there. Now, when you get to your goal of 50000 are you going to stop the Indiegogo or are you going to let it keep going for a little bit? No, we're going to keep going because the more that we raise, the more that we're able to put into the film. And uh, so, yeah, every, you know, bit that we can raise, um, that just, you know, it'll add to making um, better special effects, um, you know, getting other people on board. Uh, so, yeah, definitely going to keep going. That's great. That's, oh man, that's so great. I'm just trying to think of what, what else to ask or say now. Because you, all your answers are like perfect. You'll answer like six questions and one answer before I can, before I can ask them, which is, I love it. Oh, sorry. No, no need to be sorry. It's, it's good. <laughs> it's good. Well, you've done a terrific job. You've asked some really good questions and everything, so I really appreciate you and appreciate your time. Thank you. And I definitely appreciate you accepting to come on this podcast again. Like I sure. Make sure to send me, uh, share the link and everything with me, and um, share uh, the link to your groups and stuff that you're going to be sharing in, and I'll make sure that we share too. Oh, I appreciate that. I, I definitely will as soon as it gets mixed down and all that other fun stuff i'll let okay. you know the day of perfect perfect do you and, know when it's going to be released um i'm when we're done recording i'm going to send it to my brother because he's like the guy that he's the one that does all that other stuff for me mixes it down and you know does all that great stuff okay and i'll send it to him today and i'm gonna tell him i need it asap so okay hopefully within the next week Perfect. But I'll definitely keep you posted on that. But I will tell him that this is one that needs to get out ASAP. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thanks, Aaron. I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Do you have any questions for me? or? I don't. I think you pretty much covered everything. You've done a terrific job. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, I mean, we can wrap it up then if you want. And uh, I would love to have you on again anytime you want to come on to promote your Thank movie you. or anything horror related fantastic i would love that and um yeah so if you want to plug it if there's anything you want to plug you can say say that or you know plug it and then message me links that you would want posted because i have a thing on my um okay on my main page my uh podcast page you go to my podcast page and then it's called cool links to follow or cool pages to follow and then i have like a lot of people who are involved with horror stuff Okay. Yeah, if you wouldn't mind putting one up for the Indiegogo and for um, Deborah Voorhees Sheer Horror, and then we've got 13 Fanboy, whatever, you know, is appropriate for that spot. That would be great. All of that is. All that is. Okay. That's terrific. Thank you. You're welcome. 
Is there anything you want to plug before we end the episode? Uh, yeah, just um, guys, come to like our 13 Fanboy page. Come hang out with me at Deborah Voorhees Sheer Horror Group. And don't forget to get your name in the credits. My God, it's only 13 bucks. Uh, just about anybody can reach for that. So, um, yeah, go over to the Indiegogo. Just put in 13 Fanboy and we'll pop right up. You heard her, guys. And thank you. Thank you so much again so much for being on this podcast i greatly appreciate it i'm humbled by it i think it's amazing so thank you for that thank you aaron it was really kind of you i appreciate it and to everybody else out there um definitely go and check out her groups i'm gonna post the links and come to my group horror with search 30 keep supporting and listening to the podcast i love that and as always i'll see you in your nightmares <gasps> We are back real quick, ladies and gentlemen. Deborah has an awesome announcement, so listen up. Hey, and uh, yes, I wanted to let you know that we also have Jennifer Benko from Part 7. Uh, fabulous young actress, uh, kind-hearted um, and beautiful. So we're super excited about having her on board as well. I think this movie is going to be great, people. You guys definitely need to check this out. Go ahead to the Indiegogo and back this because... Your name can be in the credits for $13. That alone should get you in there. If you're a Friday the 13th fan or not, just do it. And, um, yes, Jennifer Banco, she said, is going to be in there from Friday the 13th Part 7. She played Tina as a child. So mm -hmm. come check this out. And, hey, who knows? Maybe I'll get some more people from on the podcast from the 13th Fanboy movie. And, again, ladies and gentlemen, I'll still see you in your nightmares. And thank you for listening.